Hello, I'm John Deeks and welcome to the Your Life Choices podcast. And I have on the line international best-selling author, finance and investment expert, radio broadcaster, newspaper columnist and public speaker, Noel Whitaker is the man and the guru and we're a great friend of our Your Life Choices audience. Welcome, Noel. And how is your ankle? Hi, John. You are too kind. And my ankle has virtually healed. So you're back on the golf course, and how's uh, what's your par? Well, my at least I've got an excuse now for my bad golf. <laughs> I can say, well, I get on the tee and say, you know, I won't be playing too well. I'm getting over my broken ankle. It works every time. Well, you're sounding terrific as always, Noel, and more power to you. Uh, 24 best-selling books. Does that include the one I'm holding in my hand now, your brand new one, 10 Simple Steps to Financial Freedom? I think it's number 25, oh. and I'm working on number 26, which is an estate planning book. Ah, really? It occurred to me I've written 25 books on accumulating wealth, and it's not easy because you've got to know what you're doing, you've got to save money, invest it, then you've got to cope with volatile markets and all the changes. But when you do an estate plan, you get it right first time you're finished. Yeah. Like once you've done your will, and your power of attorney and the advanced health director, all you do is like having a brand new car. All you do is have it checked every year. Yeah, yeah, quite And right. I think that's the estate planning is the most overlooked thing. But I think that's really the thing that can make so much difference to people. And yeah. once you've done it, you're finished. Was it was if we're doing a, a financial plan, we're going to be talking for the next 20 or 30 years about markets and rules and things. Sure. Yeah. Now, before we jump into this wonderful new book, which uh, would make the most fantastic present for anyone who's listening, for their children, for their grandchildren, whatever, I have a question actually from our producer who was uh, inquiring, with superannuation maybe a little flat at this time, should one be putting more money into superannuation than they're supposed to? And what benefits are there tax-wise? Well, first of all, one of the major principles in the new book you're holding is to follow the process. Now, the, the, how much you have when you retire depends on the rate of return you can get on the assets in super, which is nature, you, you've got to have shares in there. The shares are volatile. Yeah. And every 10 years, there are four bad years and six good years. So you hang in there. And in, in fact, if the market's down, you increase your contribution because you're buying it cheap. Aha. Are you following this, Ian? Yes, he's nodding. Yes. I mean, I've got an index fund inside super, and I just reinvest. It, it pays a dividend four times a year, and it pays it in units because that's reinvested. And I think, great, the market's down. I get more units for the same amount of money. The- and you asked about tax. Yes. You can put money into super from pre-tax dollars up to $27,500 a year. And I think the big question I'm often asked, I want to retire free of debt. Am I better off to expedite my house payments or expedite my super payments? And the only drawback about super is you lose access till you're, say, age 60. So if you're 55, 56, the loss of access is not a problem for you and you can make your payments in pre-tax dollars, whereas if you're trying to focus on your home loan repayments, they come from after-tax dollars. But the next thing is that a good super fund should be doing 7 or 
on your home loans, home loans should be five or six percent. So basically, it's a no-brainer to focus on your super and not not paying off your housing loan. And then when you get to sixty, sixty-five, you take out a tax-free sum and pay off the house the housing loan then. Much more effective. I'm 72, Noel, and uh, my uh, financial people say, do you want to take more money out of your super every month? And I say, no, it's okay. I can take that. How much can you actually take out of your super uh, when you're over 70? Between 60 and 65, you've got to have what's called a condition of release. Once you get the 65, all withdrawals are tax-free and there's no limit at all. But also you could take out, if you suddenly wanted to help your kids or something, you could take $200,000 out and before you're 75, you could recontribute it as long as the balance is under $1.7 million. Noel, there's been talk by the federal government that uh, they will change the rules as far as tax on large super amounts after the next election. They will go to the election with it. What's your take? Well, until now there was no limit on the amount that you could accumulate in super. The limit was based on contributions, and the contributions caps are fairly serious. You know, They want to discourage balances over $3 million per person by having a notional tax of an extra 15% on any balances over $3 million, uh, based on unrealized capital gains. Now, that's vicious. Mm. Uh, I mean, how do you tax the capital gain that hasn't happened? Well, you can't do it. Yeah, you know. And uh, I think a lot of people, well, uh, a couple of my mates just were saying today, golf. Oh, I'll just give more to my kids. See, a the government always exaggerate how much super's costing them, and when they say we can make all these savings, they do not think about the change in the behaviour of people if they change the rules. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Also, I noticed on the ABC last week, in Medicare alone, there's a $10 billion error somewhere. Wow. I'm a bit sort of taken aback by that. I think they should focus on fixing up Medicare's $10 billion and leave us alone. Noel, I should mention to our listeners that uh, your book, Making Money Made Simple, set Australian in sales records, was named in the 100 most influential books of the 20th century... And congratulations to that. And Noel Whitaker has a brand new book out called 10 Simple Steps. And thank you very much, sir, for sending those copies down to me. I do appreciate it. I've given one to my son. It's a sensational book. What led you to write this particular book for for the young'uns? Well, I've sort of done most of the books, but I've got grandkids. I've got 13 grandkids, and I wanted to leave a legacy for them. And I thought if I was going to pass on soon what are the things they need to do because I believe that life works on simple rules you know uh, I, we always believe if you do the right thing you get good things back sure. I was taught that by my father you know karma uh, karma honesty first always do you always practice uh, that on the golf course no always <laughs> always with the tongue and the cheek yes right. yes yes but the first basic principle in that book is spend less than you earn. Which is getting harder and harder with this, uh, you know, buy now, pay later sort of rackets that are going on. Well, that's discussed in the chapter under what's your enemies. Because the whole of the world now is geared to get your money off you. As I say in the book, you get on 
days after pay and, and those sort of things. There's 10,000 computer screens tracking everything you do. Yeah. The temptations are huge. To become financially independent, you've got to have a growing stack of wealth, which when you're older will be quite big and it'll, it'll be bigger than you could earn. But you start with putting some money away. Hmm. Now, if you never put money away, you don't even start. So putting, putting money away, saving something of each pay is the first basic. Number two basic is have goals. Now, if you get a kid who's putting money away and has got goals, he'll be unsta- he or she will be unstoppable. There's a guy in the coffee shop. I've got to know him. He, he always says, no, are you having the same thing? You, you flat white. I say, yes. I gave him the book. Every time I see him now, I've got 8000 in the bank. I've got 10000 in the bank. He's got it. Yeah. Other people I give books to, or well, I haven't got around to opening it yet. You know, some get it and some don't get it. Yes, and uh, it, of course, a lot of it uh, is how their parents handled money and, and were able to negotiate financial because it, it is learnt. So I think it's monkey see, monkey do, to be honest. Mm. But these days, so many kids are used to seeing, that, seeing their parents just go to an ATM and pull the money out. Well, they just swipe it, they don't, they don't see cash. But my daughter was telling me the other night, we didn't know. She says, you know, chemist shops are so bad. You've always got to wait for a, a, a script. Every chemist shop has all the lollies right down at the little kid's head height. Correct. And the kids will be screaming for a lolly while you're waiting for a script. I, I've never noticed that before. Yeah, it's, it's like at the supermarket when you're at the checkout. They're all there as well. Yes, and the wife was saying, well, she said, I read in Choice magazine, every fruit shop you go, what do you come to first? That's the fresh fruit. So in the front door, you get your fresh fruit and the veggies and your meat. Then you move around to your cornflakes and your wheat bix and your milk and your cheese and stuff. And finally, you get all the chocolates and lollies. Mm. And the psychology is that you'll feel so good having bought your fruit and veggies and you bought your butter and milk and all that sort of stuff. Now you can give yourself a treat. It's amazing, isn't it? Wow. I noticed that all the home the home brand stuff's on the bottom to make it harder to pick up. Goals are absolutely crucial and not enough, as you say here, not enough uh, of us take steps that might one day lead to a goal. Each step should be in itself a goal, at the same time carry us closer to a greater goal. Well, when I wrote Making Money Made Simple, the goal of a book is too big. But once you've written down 36 chapter headings, the goal becomes today I'll do chapter one. Next week I'll, I'll do chapter two. Well, you might say chapter two, I'll do the first page of chapter two today. But once you break down the goal of the steps, it's much easier. But they keep you focused too. When, when we had a home mortgage, we, I used to keep the bank statement on the door of the pantry. Every time I went to the pantry, I'd see it. It keeps you focused on it. Noel, this is a, an absolutely sensational book. It is I, Who actually does the layout and design? Because it is, it's, it's funny, it's succinct, it's very, very easy to read and has all these uh, little boxes which give you examples and key messages. It's really beautifully put together, mate. Well, we try to make it readable for young people. Well, we had a focus group of 10 teenagers things they liked and things they didn't. And my wife kept saying, you need flow charts and stuff. Did they understand what it's like to pick up a book for a start? Well, some do and some don't. Yeah. You know, but 
we always said that readers are leaders, or leaders are one or the other. Leaders are readers, or readers are leaders. Yeah. But you've got to have a thirst for knowledge. It's always great to me when someone says, God, I read your book and I didn't know that. And I noticed that uh, on the back here, there's a very handsome young man named James Whitaker. He's not related, is he? He's my son. He does the podcasts. He's a very handsome man, and uh, he's got a podcast called Win the Day. Noel, is uh, James Whitaker in the financial area as well? Well, the book that changed my life when I was 34 is Think and Grow Rich. I had a vow then to promulgate the principles for the rest of my life. James has become the world-leading authority on Think and Grow Rich. Wow. He's become close friends with, with Don Green, who runs the Napoleon Hill Foundation. He's written Think and Grow Rich, the legacy of, of which the film has been made. And Don Green gave, and sees the book's about Andrew Carnegie and Napoleon Hill. Right. And Carnegie telling Hill things that made him the wealthiest man in the world. And James has just been given access to the unpublished diary notes between Carnegie and Hill. And he's put that in a new book, Mental Dynamite. Ah. Posse has now got a radio broadcast in New York, even though he lives in LA. Right. You know, he's, he's really hitting his straps. Well, you must be very, very proud. Folks, uh, I'm here to talk uh, about Noel, but if you'd like to know more about James, uh, his son, then just check out James Witt. That's J-A-M-E-S-W-H-I-T-T dot com. And uh, you'll find out more there. Win the Day is the podcast. That's fantastic. But It's on Spotify, yeah. It, it's oh, Spotify. okay, great. I will. When I get into my car, I'm going to have a listen to that because I have Spotify. Noelwhitaker.com.au is a good place to go to. You've got that online calculator going as well, Noel. Just Calculate ors. Uh, what will folks find there on those calculators? Well, it's got everything. It's got loan calculators. It's got compound interest calculators. It's got age pension calculators. It's got deeming calculators. It's got tax calculators. And they're all simple to use because I use them all, all the time. And most calculators are too difficult to use. Yes. Like if, if you go to, to the tax office website to calculate your taxable income, yes. it'll start with are you single or married? Are you resident, not resident? Da 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 da. You know, mine's simple. You know, income X, bank tax X. Folks, if you have a grandchild, if you have a son, if you have a daughter, if you know somebody who you think could uh, really benefit from uh, financial freedom, then there are 10 simple steps to take. It's Noel's latest book. Noel, stay well, look after yourself, continue to play golf beautifully, and thank you so much for giving up your time today. Thanks, Pete. And until next time, this is your friend, John Dix. On behalf of all the team, stay well, stay happy, and we'll catch you on the next podcast. 